when I was growing up, I remember we had like a little cartoon figurine at home, uh, and this little figurine was cute, a little cartoon figurine, uh, and it had on it a, uh, a saying, uh, and it said this, it said, please be patient, God isn't finished with me yet. It may have been a little Ziggy figurine. Anybody out there remembers the cartoon Ziggy? I, th I think it was a Ziggy figurine. If, if it wasn't, it was, it was something like that. But it said, please be patient. God isn't finished with me yet. You know, that's something I need to hear because I can be really, really hard on myself sometimes. Uh, I, I don't want to be human. I want to be superhuman. I want to be superman. And it's hard for me sometimes to be patient with myself. And I think this can be true for all of us, that it's hard for us to be patient with ourselves, and it's even harder to be patient with others. And we need to remember that God isn't finished with us yet. Tonight I want to talk with you a little bit about finished business. And we're going to look at a passage of Scripture, several passages of Scripture that talk about the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then I got another one I want to share with you uh, about this idea of finished business. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, it was finished business. And we'll talk about that tonight. Now, I just want to let you know where we're going uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to start a new series next weekend, Saturday night, 5.30, here on our online uh, portal. And this series is called Contentment in the Quarantine. Contentment in the Quarantine. Uh, our associate pastor, Brandon, and myself came up with this idea that, you know, when you're quarantined at home with your family, uh, when you're quarantined at home and unable to work, when you're worried and, and fearful about the future, it can be very hard to be content. And so we're going to take four weeks and talk about four areas of our lives where we need to learn to be content even in the quarantine. So that starts next Saturday night, 5.30, gfcc.online.church or vimeo.com slash griffithfcc. And we'll do that for four weeks, and then we're going to start a series on the book of Acts that is going to go through the end of the year. So it's something to look forward to. If you're checking us out for the first time tonight, we hope that you'll continue checking us out uh, every Saturday night at 5.30 right here on, online. Uh, so tonight we're going to look at a few passages of Scripture, and the first one is found in John chapter 19, and it's verses 28 through 30. And we're going to put the uh, verses on the screen for you, but if you have a Bible and you want to turn to John 19, 28 through 30, or if you want to pull out your phone uh, and go to the GFCC app, we have an app that you can follow along with the sermon notes as well. Uh, and uh, if you haven't gotten the app yet, go to, go to your app store and search for GFCC, and you can download the GFCC app from there. So we're in John 19, and we're first going to talk about what happened when Jesus died. John 19, 28 through 30. It says, later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus's lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now, Jesus knew that 
almost everything had been fulfilled, almost everything had been done, but there was still one prophecy that needed to be fulfilled. You see, throughout Jesus' death uh, and, and even into his resurrection, there were many Old Testament prophecies that needed to be fulfilled. And the last one was this. It's from the book of Psalms. There's two Psalms that talk about, uh, that pointed to Jesus on the cross. And the first is Psalm 22:15, And Psalm 22 is all about how, uh, it's all about Jesus's death. Uh, my mouth is dried up like a potsherd, it says, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. And in that Psalm, Psalm 22, we see all kinds of uh, prophecies pointing to the death of, res- of Jesus Christ. And he says, my mouth is thirsty. And then in Psalm 69, 21, it says this, they gave me vinegar for my thirst. And these two Psalms point to this last scene in Jesus's life. And then he said those three words, it is finished. Now, just so you know, the the words it is finished is one single Greek word. The New Testament was written in ancient Greek and the ancient Greek word, the last word Jesus said on the cross was this, Tetelestai, tetelestai, and it literally means it is finished. Now the root word of the word tetelestai is the word teleo, and the word teleo means to finish or to fulfill, to finish or to fulfill. And so when Jesus died on the cross, when he said it is finished, he meant that he had fulfilled all the prophecies. He had finished his work that God had sent him to do. He had completed the task. He had completed the journey and it was finished. Tetelestai. Now here's the thing. Jesus's work was finished, but God wasn't done. Jesus's work was finished, but God wasn't done. I want to flip over to Luke chapter 24, and I want to read what happened next. Luke 24, verses 1 through 8, and it says this. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Jesus was crucified on a Friday. And Saturday in Jewish culture is the Sabbath. And no work was allowed to be done on the Sabbath. And so Jesus had to be buried on Friday before sunset. And so on Friday, the first day, he was buried in a borrowed tomb. A man named Joseph donated his tomb for Jesus to be buried in. And then... The women uh, waited, and they, they waited. They couldn't anoint his body. They couldn't prepare his body for burial. And so they got everything together, and they went to the tomb early on the first day of the week. That was Sunday. And they went to uh, prepare Jesus' body for burial, to, to embalm Jesus' body. But here's the thing. 
the Jewish leaders, the Jewish religious leaders, had, had told Pilate that he needed to secure the tomb as best as he could because they were convinced that Jesus' disciples would try and come and steal Jesus' body. So Pilate ordered that a squad of soldiers, a squad of Roman soldiers would be set outside the tomb. He told them, make the tomb as secure as you know how. They took a large stone and they rolled it in front of the, of the tomb. Uh, they sealed it with the Roman governor's seal. And they waited. And then on that first day of the week, the women showed up to prepare Jesus' body, but he was gone. The women had wondered to themselves, how are we going to move the stone? They knew where he was buried. They had seen the stone put in place. And how are we going to move the stone? They didn't have to worry about it. God moved it for them. And then they go to the, to the tomb, and Jesus' body wasn't there. And two angels told them, he is not here. He has risen. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Living people don't spend too much time in cemeteries. They kind of creep us out a little bit. He said, he is not here. He is risen. Jesus was alive. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the disciples hadn't heard the story yet. They didn't know that Jesus was alive. And the women came running back to the disciples where they were gathered. And they told them that Jesus was alive. And that their words seemed like nonsense to them. And they didn't understand they, they had no idea what had happened. Later that day, Jesus appeared to his disciples. He appeared to them and, and alive. And, and he told them that, that God had raised him from the dead. That they, they should stop doubting and believe. Well, almost all the disciples were there except one. His name was Thomas. And we read about what happened to Thomas in John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. You know, I think sometimes we're a little hard on Thomas. He's earned the, the moniker Doubting Thomas. We call somebody who doesn't believe something or somebody who's a skeptic, we call them a Doubting Thomas. I think Thomas just didn't want to get his hopes up. That Thomas was afraid of what might happen if he believed what the other disciples said. He had seen his hopes and dreams dashed when Jesus died on the cross. And maybe he just didn't want to get his hopes up. And I love Jesus' style. I love how he shows up for just one person. He shows up again for just one person. He shows up for Thomas. And he shows up to say, stop doubting and believe. Look, it's me. Put your fingers in my hands. Put your hand in my side where the spear was. 
Stop doubting and believe. And like I said, I think we're a little hard on Thomas sometimes. And we can also be a little hard on ourselves. We can be a little tough on ourselves sometimes. And, and, and I want to encourage you today to remember that God isn't finished with you yet. You're a work in progress. God isn't finished with you yet. You are a work in progress. Do you know how I know this? There's a verse in the book of Philippians. It's Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. And it says this. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Do you remember about 10 minutes ago I told you about a word, a Greek word? It was the word teleo, and it means to finish or to, to fulfill. Well, that word, a form of that word is used here in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It's the word epitaleo. Epitaleo. And it means to bring to an end, to accomplish, or to complete. You see, the word that was talked about that Jesus used to telestai, that word teleo, is the word that God uses about you. That you are not finished yet. And, and, and so I want to just encourage you today to know that you're a work in progress. And, and, and if you're like me, you're pretty hard and pretty tough on yourself. You know how bad you mess up. You know how bad you've screwed up in the past. You know how bad you keep messing up in the present. And you have fears for how you're going to keep screwing up in the future. And you think, I'm not making any progress. I'm not getting any better. What's wrong with me? If you're like me, you ask that question all the time. What's wrong with me? Why can't I get this right? Why can't I get any better? Why do I keep making the same mistakes time and time again? I'm here to tell you, my friends, God isn't finished with you yet. You're a work in progress. He's not done with you yet. And, and so don't be too hard on yourself. And, and don't be too hard on the people around you. Because God isn't finished with them yet. They are a work in progress. God isn't done with them. And he's not done with you. So don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be too hard, especially in the quarantine, right? You are at home and you're tired of your family. You can, don't, don't, don't look around the room right now. Don't look at the people around you and shaking your head, nodding your head up and down. Man, that guy really knows what he's talking about. I'm sick of you people. No, 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 don't do that. That's not very nice. But you know what I'm talking about? You've been sequestered in your homes, quarantined in your homes for three weeks, and we're looking at another few weeks to go. Be patient with the people in your house, and be patient with yourself, because we're all on a journey. We're all on a journey of faith. And I want to tell you a little bit about a journey of faith. It's yours. And I believe that Jesus wants to meet you on your journey of faith. The resurrected Savior wants to meet you on your journey of faith. He wants to, to speak life into your life. 
He wants to show his love and, and, and speak love into your life. He wants to give you purpose and meaning and fulfillment like you've never known. The book of Ephesians says that you are a masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. But remember, you're a masterpiece in progress. You haven't arrived yet. Philippians says that God will complete his work when Christ returns, but until then, you're a work in progress. And so I just want to encourage you tonight on your journey of faith, wherever you are in your journey of faith, take a step towards God. Take a step towards Jesus. And maybe the step you need to take is the first step. You need to put your faith and trust in Jesus. You need to believe in him. And, and you need to return, repent from your sins. That means to turn away from sin and turn to God for forgiveness. You need to acknowledge your faith by confessing Jesus as Savior and Lord and being baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. And if you're ready to make that step of faith, if you're ready to begin that journey of faith, if you're at that point, I want to encourage you to do one thing. Get a hold of me. Call our church office, 219-924-6840. Or email the church office at office at gfcc.net. And let us know what you're thinking about. Let us know that you're thinking about taking that next step on your journey of faith. And like I said, if you're ready to take that step, we're always ready for someone to, to take that step of faith and get baptized. The water's always warm. And, and it can be just you and me. We'll, 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 help, we'll take that step together. So wherever you are in your journey of faith, if you need to take that step, get a hold of us and let us know that you want to make that step of faith. We'll meet you here, and Jesus will meet you right where you are. So remember, you are a work in progress. God's not finished with you yet. And the people you're living with, the people in your life, they are a work in progress. God isn't finished with them yet. So it could be your kids. It could be your spouse. It could be your parents, teenagers. I know you're watching. Your parents are making you watch this. And so I know you're watching. And teenagers, be patient with your parents. God's not done with them yet. Be patient with your grandparents or be patient with your grandkids. Be patient with your boss. Be patient with your boss. I know it, it can be real hard during this time of, of trying to do telecommuting and trying to, to work through Zoom meetings and things like that. Be patient with your boss. Be patient with your coworkers. Be patient with yourself. You're not done yet. God's not done with you yet. You're a work in progress. You are not finished. And God's not finished with you. So be patient with yourself. And be patient with your family. Be patient with your kids. God's not done with them yet either. And that's the good news for us all. Is that God's not done with us. And he's not giving up on us. He's not giving up on you. He loves you. And he's got a purpose and a plan for you. And he will bring it to completion. He will finish his work on the day when Christ returns. The last thing I want to tell you is this. Jesus' work was finished. But we have unfinished business. You see, God has a plan for us. He has a purpose for us. He has a task for us. He has a mission for us to complete. And that is to tell everyone we can about the love of Jesus and the resurrection that gives us hope. 
it's resurrection weekend here on planet earth and every corner of the earth has been touched by the good news and the gospel the 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 gospel message of jesus and that he was buried he was crucified and buried he really was dead but god raised him back to life on the third day just like he said he would and he is coming back and while Jesus' work was finished, we have unfinished business to attend to. And that is spreading the good news and spreading the, the love of Jesus everywhere we go and to everyone we meet and to every situation we can. We have to tell people about Jesus. So I want you to do something for me. This is my challenge to you tonight. Think about that person in your life who needs to know Jesus. Think about that person that's been on your heart and on your mind. That person that you want to spend forever with in heaven with God. Think about that person. And I want you to just take 30 seconds here in just a second. I'm going to pray in just a second. And I want you to take 30 seconds. I want you to pray for that person by name. That you would have an opportunity to tell them about the love of Jesus and his resurrection. See, Jesus didn't stay dead. His work may have been finished, but God wasn't done. God raised Jesus back to life. And the hope that we have in Christ is that one day we too will be raised. We too will spend forever with him. And until we do, we must remember that we have unfinished business to attend to. So let's attend to it. Let's get to it. Let's share God's love and let's share the message of resurrection. Let's share the hope of Jesus with everyone we know because until Jesus comes, we have some unfinished business. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful and grateful for the resurrection of Jesus that you brought him back to life, that he did not stay dead, but rather, God, you, you overcame death. You overcame the grave. You overcame sin. You overcame everything. And so I pray that you would remind us that we are unfinished, and we have unfin but we have, business, we have unfinished business to attend to, that Jesus' work was finished, but ours still goes on. We have a job to do. And we know people, and we love people who don't know and don't love Jesus yet. So I pray, God, that you would, in a very powerful way, move in the lives of people who don't know Jesus. And so we want to just lift them up to you right now. By name, those who need to know him. And so we pray for them now. We thank you for hearing our prayers. We thank you for, for touching hearts and touching lives. And we pray that for these people that we mentioned by name, that God, you would indeed touch their hearts and touch their lives. Bring them to a knowledge of the truth and bring them into relationship with Jesus. And it's in his name we pray, amen.